All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a Monday episode of Crypto with English. Now, um, I hope uh, I hope you all can uh, brace yourselves. There's going to be some very enlightening, hard truths. However, like most medicine that is bitter, it cures you. Yes. And more often than not, it it, it, sh it sure is hell better than, you know, some of the sweet, sweet tasting stuff. You know, what starts oh. off uh, bitter and sweet. And I think that's uh, how we're going to characterize this episode. Right, um, the truth so, will uh, set you free, my friend. That's right. So I am very excited to introduce today's guest, Trevor Talley, Crypto Recruiting Manager at the Crypto Recruiters. Now, and I don't say this lightly, um, Trevor is genuinely a subject matter expert in this space. He is somebody who is really prepared for this role, both in a recruiting and in a substantive blockchain and cryptocurrency information type of matter. This is somebody who really did his homework two years before jumping into it. So talk about a level of uh, preparation. We're going to go down the rabbit hole on this one, you know, the yeah. ins and outs um, of this industry, especially because it is so new. So Trevor, thank you very much for coming on today. Um, right, I'm very much on. looking forward to what we're going to cover and how we're going to cover it. And um, if you could just introduce yourself for a moment, and then we'll get to the questions. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Adam, for having me here. Um, you know, so much is going on in this industry. It's a beautiful time to be in this space. Um, you know, actually, I, I've uh, been recently promoted to director of recruiting as well, too. So it's actually right. some exciting stuff, um, you know, with our team. We're growing and, um, you know, we're 100% in this space in terms of, you know, our focus in crypto and blockchain, right? So, you know, it's it's about the passion uh, for the space. We're all firm believers in you know the potential of it and what it's got to what where it can go and where it currently is right now, despite of whatever the market's doing. Right, the underlying yeah. technology is there, and um, you know, I I'm a firm believer that this is the future, no doubt. Well put. So, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna start this episode off a little bitter. So here's a haymaker. Uh, and perhaps much of the audience uh, <laughs> should particularly tune in. So I get DMs frequently, um, mm -hmm. either other recruiters, other individuals who want to, you know, get into blockchain and get into cryptocurrency. And rightfully so. This is a very vibrant space right now. So mm. to put it bluntly, what are job seekers doing wrong right now? What are job seekers doing wrong? You know, I think that. You know, in this industry, because it is so new um, that a lot of people are trying to only try conventional methods that have worked for them previously in the past. Right. I think that job seekers are not being as open minded as potentially they should be. Right. And that they have to really do some in internalization and coming to a conclusion of where they are, right? And really right. kind of doing that self-reflection and trying to find out what's going to be a right fit for them um, instead of just kind of jumping in, right? You know, prepare yourself, understand what you're looking for, right? Be be strategic right. and be, you know, really kind of um, all in when it comes to that, right? So, you know, I think that one of the things that can really help job seekers is, and this is a, an industry term, right? D-Y-O-R, do your own research, really, right? And I know that right. sometimes seems easy and a lot of people throw that out there. And when I first started getting in the space, you know, I mean, I heard that a lot, right? Like, 
YouTube people I'd follow and oh, do your own research, do your own research. But like, how do you do your own research? What does that even mean? Right. right? So, yeah. you know, for me, I would say, um, think about what you want and then you have to start there. But I think the most important thing is that people are waiting and being a little bit more passive and they probably should be switch that around, right? Be the aggressor, be, go after it. You know, go on offense. Go, go, go all out, right? You know, and have a yeah. strategy. Does that, that make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, especially in light of all the problems that we have today, it's it would seem like the system, whether it's the educational system, whether it's just culture in general, have kind of fed a very outdated or misguided script. Because I would imagine when people reach out to you, it's probably the same approach, you probably see the same types of resumes, same types of cover letters, but even more important than that, the same types of answers in interviews mm. as well. Um, is there some sort of um, lapse in the programming here, so to say? You know, and that's a good point, Adam, that, you know, you bring up, um, you know, it's definitely one of the things that I would say, right, is, is going back to the whole concept of you know, how are you going to be different, right? You know, how are you yeah. trying to stand out? Uh, and, and one of the things that a lot of people are doing, right, is that, you know, you're, you're going to go on LinkedIn or you're going to go to a different job board and you're going to apply for a position, right? right? And most people essentially just apply for a position and they go one route and that's it. That's all that they do. I see. You know, so if you're thinking about this from a strategy standpoint, right, you know, what other ways are you doing this? Because everyone can go to a job board, right? And, and, and right. put their resume in the mix. Everyone can do that. What are you doing different that's going to stand out amongst the rest, right? right? So, you know, are you networking? Do you have a strategy for networking? Are you looking out and trying to connect with people in an organization before you apply to a position so that you can potentially have someone internally that you can reach out right. to and say, hey, you know what? Um, we have a great rapport. I applied to this position or I'm thinking about applying to this position. You know, can you go out and make an introduction for me? Is there anyone yeah. that you know on the hiring team? Do you know anyone in HR? Right. Try to make yourself different. Um, you know, within crypto, you got to also go where the people are at in this space. Right. So a lot of folks um, are, you know, on Discord. You know, everyone in crypto right. uses uh, they're, they're on Twitter. You know, people use Telegram, yep. um, all the social media platforms. You know, are you are you just having a message? Are, are you reaching out to people? Are you conversing with these folks in the industry? Are you learning the, the 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 lingo? Do you know about the technology? Do you know about the trends? Do you know about what's going to happen before it, it comes up on the news or CNBC or you know Fox News, whatever you watch, right? Are what are you doing to get yourself a head start and to give yourself a competitive advantage, right? You know, yeah. uh, one of the things too, and you know, with with us and, and my organization, what we're doing and you know, what really makes us stand apart is that we truly do want to build a relationship with people and we want to get to understand what makes them tick. Right. Yeah. What things are um, their their natural strengths. And I don't even like to use the word weakness. Right. You know, what I mean, what's something that they can work on? Right. What, what can you get do better and really kind of playing on your strengths and, you know, being able to work with another organization because we represent different organizations and we are going to be that intermediary, right? We right. can sometimes make a connection or we can sell your story better than just, you know, the words that may be on your resume. So really right. trying to find someone 
you know, whether it's it's me and the, and the wonderful team that I have, right, um, or, or someone else, right? Find someone um, or an organization that resonates with you and is willing to gonna willing to gonna go to bat for you, right? So I like yeah. to think of this, right? Your journey into this space as kind of like a battle, right? Or it's a war, right? Kind of think of that analogy. Or do you want to do this by yourself? Good point. Do you want to go about this all on your own? Or do you want to have someone else that's going to be there to vouch for you? Someone else that can put you in a different position? Someone else that can probably make an introduction for you that you couldn't have done on your own, right? Yeah. And it's about different ways of doing it. So, yeah, you're going to have to apply for jobs. You're going to have to do that. Right. And, and a lot of people think that, like, it's going to be this easy way out and, like, that, no, I don't have to apply for jobs. I don't have to apply for a lot of positions. You have to do that, right? Right. That yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we were talking before about uh, things like sincerity and tenacity. So what are some of the, I guess you could say, you know, faux pas or what are some of the red flags you often see when job seekers are applying to certain positions? Then let's say you get on the phone with them. Hmm. Uh, what are some of the things that you detect in some of those conversations or in some of those interviews? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I would say it's a lack of clarity or understanding um, with what you want to do, right? And a lot of people, and, and this is this is great, right? I'm not knocking anyone, but one of the right. things I would say is that a lot of folks is that they come into this and, you know, it's a, what area do you want to focus in on blockchain or crypto? And people just say anything. Right. Uh, you know, any, yeah, any, I, I'm, you know, what, what, what interests you about the space? Everything. Right. And, yeah. you know, from a hiring standpoint, a hiring manager standpoint, I think that it would be beneficial for you to be a little bit more, you know, precise and really be truthful to yourself. Right. Because anyone can say those things. Right. So like, right. if you have a passion, what are you passionate about? Right. Like if you are into art right maybe it might be your path to go down the nft path or maybe you might be right. on the creative side right is the organization doing something that resonates with what you're naturally passionate about and i think that's really you know uh, a good starting point for folks is to be a little bit more um you know on point with what you're looking for and don't just be all over the place try to kind of hone it in a little bit you know think of particular areas that you know you want to go into and then not only what those areas are but why you want to be in those particular areas you know so uh if someone was talking to me it would be great if they say you know what trevor um there's a lot going on in the space but you know for whatever reason you know DeFi resonates with me i come from traditional finance i understand financial markets and i can see you know how web 2 or web 1.0 right how that's going to transition into web 3 web 3 right because i understand just the way that this business is in this industry is so to try not to re recreate the wheel sometimes right make it easier on yourself and when you're trying to apply for positions sometimes or enter into an industry i think that the one of the good pieces of advice is to kind of go in an area where there's going to be as, as less resistance as possible and what I mean by that, right, is that I might be extremely passionate about sports, right? And I might, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm from Boston, man, and oh yeah, you know, I would love 
to play for the Celtics. But, it, but <laughs> right. at the end of the day, you know, I mean, I'm not seven feet tall. No matter how passionate I am about that, I just there's, there's certain things that I'm just not going to fit in this particular profile. You know, I, I, I've never professionally played that sport before. So even though in my heart, I really want to get there, I really, really want to do it. Does it make sense from a company standpoint to bring you on board if you're completely there, there's no, there, there's nothing to connect the dots? Now, if I was maybe wanting to go into it from a different route, maybe what if I wanted to join the Celtics, but I'm not going to join that team as a starting player, but maybe I might have a background in marketing or finance. Maybe as an agent. Right? Maybe I can go as an agent. Maybe I can be a coach. Maybe I might not be able to play the sport, but maybe I might be able to do something else. So try to find a very systematic way into it and do it with a with kind of aligning your skills and your background and your skill set, right? To make it easier for the organization to give you a shot, because that's what it is at the end of the day, right? You want a company that is going to be able to give you an opportunity to do something and you just got to get your foot in the door. Yeah. So I think that's a real um, important thing, right? And, and I was thinking about this earlier, is that it's it's kind of like um, that Willy Wonka movie, you know, it's like, I want it now, I want it now. Oh, right? yeah. That's but, it, without, yeah. but it's like, what are you, what are you going to, are you willing to give up anything in the short right. term so that you can get a, a, a lot more in the long term, right? And right. that can be any different, that can be a, a whole uh, multitude of things, Adam. Wow, that is incredibly well put. And I remember when we spoke earlier, we talked about the theme of preparation and uh, the importance of preparation to you. So I wanted—I was wondering if you could describe, A, the level of preparation I think one has to kind of go through if mm. they sincerely want to join this industry. And to try to, I guess, throw in a comparison, I remember when I was in college, and I think like many, whether there was like a career consultant or somebody in that capacity, they pretty much tell you to kind of like apply to everything and almost like this say yes to everything type of approach, see what sticks to the wall. And it seems to me that in this space, that is not the strategy to go forward with, to say the very least. Now, it, it could be your strategy, right? And I, I think in this space, right, it's sometimes the the one size fits all approach doesn't necessarily work all the time. Right. And I think right. that you have to realize what works for you might not work for someone else and vice versa. Right. Right. So, you know, kind of going down to that, 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 that preparation. So for me, you know, yeah, first you have to start first, you have to be a hundred percent on board. If you really want to be in this space, you kind of got to put it all on the line and say, you know what, I'm going to do everything and anything that I can do to be in this space. Right. And give yourself no other option. Right. And for Good me, point. for me, when I started in this, right. And like with everyone else, you have to start learning. You have to start. You know, I, I was a consumer of, you know, uh, a ridiculous amount of content. I was reading, I was looking at different articles. I was looking at different social media influencers. I was looking at doing my research into different various protocols. I was, you know, knowledgeable right. about the space. I was just doing this, you know, for hours, you know, six, seven, eight, nine hours a day after my normal job, you know? So wow. you got to kind of do that, right? And it got to a point where, you know, 
you start to understand trends. You start to learn things, right? So that you can talk the talk and walk the walk. And for me as well too, right? One of the things uh, is that I, I got some skin in the game right now. Everyone doesn't have to be an investor in crypto, right? right. Or, or, you know, whatever, to each their own. But for me, you know, I started putting a little bit of money in this space. I, I, yeah. I got a, an account with Coinbase, right? You know, I decided to create a MetaMask account. I did all these things. I, I, I invested a little bit of money. So then it gave me a reason to look at the, the, the charts and the markets, right? And to follow these different projects. And yeah. you know, from there, I started to think about like, wow, what's the, what's the real world use case of right. some of these things, right? Like for me, like I was just kind of a tech nerd and I was just like, huh, this seems really interesting to me. Or I feel like that this particular technology or this organization is going to help solve a problem, right? Wow. So for me, that's my perspective. That's how I went about it. And I just continued to learn, consume as much as I possibly could. And like you said, it's, I think one of the important things, right? It's about timing. Yeah. So for me, you know, I, I, I was not in the industry. I was doing a, you know, a different job in a different space. And, you know, that situation, it wasn't working out for me. So for yeah. me, you know, and, and this is something too, I mean, everyone's not going to do this, but for me, I, I walked away from a position. You know, I, I walked away and said, you know what, this doesn't align with me anymore. It doesn't resonate with me anymore. Yeah. This is not what I want to do. This, that, what, what I was doing then, that didn't bring me satisfaction. It didn't bring me joy. I didn't wake up every morning saying like, wow, this is great. I love doing this. There were aspects of the job that I really did enjoy, but overall, there were more things that weren't right for me than there were that were good for me. So I made that decision myself personally to walk away from it, really, really ramp up my ability to do the research. And I told myself that if I'm going to do something, it's going to be in this space. And I gave right. my, I didn't give myself any other option. And I mean, it, it, just like I, the advice I give to everyone else, right? I applied to a lot of positions. I got a lot of no's at first, but at the end of the day, that was never a deterrent to me. I always was in the back of my mind thinking, you know what? It's not me or it's not the organization. It's just that whatever it is, we might be at different points, right? These, yeah. whatever we got going, we're not aligned right now, but I continue to reach out there. And I found an organization where I am right now. And I'm so lucky and privileged to be where I am that we have the same mindset, right? We have this, this, the great. same goals. We have the same vision. We, we, we like to treat people the same way. We respect each other. We have great communication. We can all have fun, but we all work hard, you know? And right. that was what aligned with me. And, you know, I, I was very honest with myself and I didn't try to, I didn't try to just take any job. And this is something that, you know, we definitely are, are a firm believer in, right? It's not about just finding a fit. It's about finding the right fit, right? And it's about finding what's good for all parties involved. And, right. you know, that's, that's what I did. And that's where we are now. So I think a lot of people, you know, should really do some soul searching, right? And, and, and look themselves in the mirror and be realistic, right? Yeah. And, and really kind of go from there, Adam. Wow. Wonderfully put. And when it comes to job seekers looking for roles, 
you and I were, you know, connecting about this and riffing about this earlier, but a lot of job seekers, you said, may take things a little too personally without Ooh. really considering the greater context, you know, of things. So when it comes to job seekers, what should they be carrying? You know, I guess you could say thought process wise. And by the way, perspective wise, when they mm. go into an interview, they apply for a job, but let's say they don't get it. You know, it seems like no's can be very devastating, you know, for a lot of people. And, you know, mm. that could also be very misguiding because then if you kind of get resentful and angry, it, it seems like a common, common thing that happens, you know, so to say. So I was wondering if you could kind of expand on that a little. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Um, you know, I think that hearing no is not the end of the road. If anything, it could be the beginning of your journey, right? I mean, yeah. just kind of think of it too from like, you know, how many actors out are out there? Or how many musicians or sports players that, you know, they were the first time they tried to do it, they were horrible. Right. Yeah. Or the first time they, they tried to get into a spit, they got they, they, they it didn't work out. And then 10 years later, five years later, a month later, whatever that time is. Right. It, that's your timeline. Right. So right. for me, um, one, one of the things, too, and this is something that I learned back in recruiting and it, and it still sticks with me because I, I, I had a position where it required a lot of cold calling. Right. So it was actually picking up the phone and and having those conversations. And at first when I was doing it, I hated it because I would hear a no. Right. Hey, how's it going? Uh, you looking for a job? Nope. Why are you calling me? No, don't call me at work. Don't reach out to me. No, no, no. I just kept hearing no. And, you know, I took it personally because I thought that maybe it was me or maybe I was doing something wrong. Right. Right. And then I realized that it's about a mindset. It's about an attitude. Right. You have to adjust that. And. For me, I started to kind of look at it and someone said, Trevor, think about a no is that that's one step closer to getting a yes. You're going to hear no's and sometimes yeah. no can become maybe or maybe no doesn't mean no outright. Maybe it means no, not right now. Maybe it means, hey, no, I'm not looking for a job. My boss is right behind me. No, right. I'm looking for a position right now, but I will be looking for a job in two, three months. Right. You know, no, um, I'm not looking for that position that you called me about. I might be looking for another position. Right. So what else are we doing? Are we just going to take that no at face value? Right. And then I realized that, you know, come from a numbers perspective, you know, for every 20 no's, I would get one yes. And I started to kind of I started to get excited when I hear when I heard no, because I said, you know what? That's one less no that I have to get. It's going to get me one closer to the yes. And then I would start getting those yeses. And the more I started to hear the yeses, the less I cared about hearing the no. And I didn't take the no as a personal thing. I didn't take it as a rejection. Right. I took it as a learning opportunity. And a lot of those no's turned around being yeses later on, or, you know, they turned into maybes. All right. I mean, I, I can't count the number of times I had people that say, you know what, Trevor, I appreciate you reaching out to me three months ago. It was just a bad time. Then things changed in my company right. and now I'm on the market. I mean, that happens, right? So when people are applying for positions and trying to get into an industry that is extremely sought after, such as the crypto and blockchain space, you have to be persistent. You have to be patient. 
Uh, and you have to, you know, really kind of persevere, right? You have to keep going. You really do, man. And, and it's, and it's, yeah. and I think that a lot of people that, they, you know, the, the first time they, they, they get a rejection or, you know, they get, mm -hmm. they get feedback that says, you know, right. you're not going to fit for the position. What else are you doing? Are you asking the particular Boy. recruiter? Are you asking the hiring manager? What, what is it in my profile that's not a good fit for this role? Are you asking them, what could I be doing better? Or what are some skills that I'm currently lacking that I can become more proficient in so that I might be a better fit for the position, not just here, but maybe for the industry or maybe what you can do, right? Is that mindset. So you can right. take an opportunity an interview where you didn't get that position, but what did you learn about yourself in that position? Did you learn point. from that additional person that maybe you're lacking on this skill? Maybe you might need to go take a blockchain or crypto course online. Maybe you might need to go and reach out to an organization proactively and volunteer to work for them for free for an hour or two or right. three or four. Maybe you might going above to and beyond, yeah. Maybe you might need to do an unpaid internship. Like I said before, what are you willing to give up? And a lot of people, I think, are always, you know, what's in it for me? Right. It's, 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 and that's just human nature. What's in it for me? Right. But at the end of the day, what what are you providing to the company? What? Right. And that, right. That's very, very good points. And I was going to say that kind of led to my next question. But is there ever a sense of, let's say, um, I guess you could say, you know, misguided expectations or maybe entitlement when um, job seekers perhaps go for a role? Maybe, maybe job seekers. And by the way, this is not all, but I know, you know, we're talking about common things and common themes here, but maybe should job seekers, job seekers be thinking, all right, maybe instead of thinking to myself, I should have this job because of my background, maybe should it be what, what things of value, what deliverables can I give to this company to convince them rather than look at my background, look at me. So to yeah. say. Yeah, you know, and for me, and this is just, you know, this is this is my journey. And, you know, um, I, like I said before, I, I, everyone's journey is different. Um, yeah. But for me, you know, when I first started investing in crypto, and it's funny because I heard other people say this, right? When I first started investing in crypto, I kind of got into it right around, like right before the bull run, right? This is a couple of years ago, right before the okay. bull run. And I'm telling you, man, I thought I was Midas. I thought literally anything I threw money at is going up. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing research. This is great. I right, and here. everything's kind of coming together. It went, it went up 10% in a day, 20%, 30%. I'm a genius. Nice. I know everything. I'm an expert. I know it all. There's nothing that I can do that's wrong, right? And I, had, I, I started to kind of like psych myself up to believe that like I knew it all. I thought like wow. I was just literally like this amazing investor. I hadn't been doing it that long. I just like, and I was just like, right. I got it. I figured it out. Nope, I, I got it. I, I know everything. And the second that you, I, I feel like this, this space, man, it has a great way of humbling you. It's always pivoting. Yeah. It, 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 it is changing. And the second that you think that you become an expert in it, that it might change, you know, yeah. like, Right now, like, I mean, when I first got it into it, it was about, you know, what's blockchain going to do? What's crypto going to do? Now there's Hashgraph. Now there's DAGs. Right. Now there's, um, you know, quantum proof algorithms and mechanisms yeah. and things like this that might be five, 10 years from now. You know, so for me, 
and for everyone else in this space, right? It's it's be comfortable being uncomfortable. And right. you know, you might have to reinvent yourself or to readjust. Um, and I think yeah. that you can never be complacent and stagnant in this space because it's moving way too fast. You know, and, really and, is. And, and, and don't think that you know everything and be be comfortable not knowing everything, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, be comfortable with the uh, uncertainty. Absolutely. And I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, um, you know, I can't uh, emphasize this enough, but, you know, small talk is important. You know, I've met plenty of people in my life like, oh, I don't do small talk at all. But, you know, in my experience, small talk is actually a big part of interviewing. I think in many people's experience, it is. So given that blockchain and cryptocurrency, it does have its own culture that comes along with the technology. So from the recruiter's seat, how important is it to know some of the acronyms and lingo in this space, whether it's FOMO, whether it's HODL, whether it's even just DeFi, you know, things like that. Like, for instance, if you're riffing with somebody, you're interviewing somebody, mm -hmm. you throw out HODL, but, you know, you can tell that, let's say, the applicant is not familiar or maybe even hasn't heard of that term or, you know, or ATH, all-time high. Like, what's the importance you put on, you know, some of those things? Yeah, I think that that is extremely, extremely important, right? Um and, and we're going to get into a lot of this as well, too, but just right. kind of staying on this subject, I think it's extremely important, right? It's about being believable, right? Mm. You know, authenticity, sincerity, authenticity, yeah. sincerity, your passion, you know, these are things that are very individual to a, to a person. It would, it's, it's what makes us different, right? Right. You know, um, anyone can make a fancy resume, right? Right. But then when we really start diving into it, like, do I want to have a conversation? Like, would you want to have a conversation with yourself? Like if you literally had, if you were looking at your resume and you were on the other end of this, would you want to, and let's say you had a thousand different resumes. Would you want to, would you want to call you? <laughs> right, right. Imagine you're a hiring manager and you get 20,000 applications in a month. Everyone wants to be in this space. Why, why, why should I, if I have five minutes, if I'm a hiring manager, why should I call you? Why, right. What, 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 what am I going to benefit from it? Right. And you got to think of right. it from a cost, a cost perspective or a cost analysis perspective. Right. You're getting bombarded. Everyone wants to be, everyone wants to do it. You know, you really have to think about how you're going to set yourself apart. And I think really what's really important is, you know, telling your story. You know, yeah. what makes you unique? You know, everyone has a story. Everyone has a journey. Right. Everyone has something that really might resonate with someone else. And this is kind of, you know, I would say maybe going back to your first question about how do you get into the industry or where do you start? Um, and, and one of the things that been successful for me and just trying to understand the culture of an organization, right? Or, you know, how, how does someone get there? And this is a little bit what I was doing too, right? I would look at the role that I was trying to apply for and I would look who's sitting in that role currently. Oh, yeah. How did they get there? What, what is it about that person? What did they go to a particular school? Was, was there a particular like region or area where most of the people were coming from? Was it something about like the company culture inside that maybe they 
had more of a, 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 a Pacific Northwest kind of feel, or was it more of an East Coast fast paced oh, kind yeah. of feel? Was it, like I, I literally started to really think of it and like break it down to the point, like analyzing everything. That's good thinking. That's right? very good thinking. Yeah, it's very unorthodox, but that's what you need. You have to be unorthodox. You like I said, yeah. that's not you're doing something different. So I, I would reverse engineer it instead of saying yeah. like you know I yeah. want that role right now. I say, how did that person get that role? Were they, were they, were they a, uh, were they in, did they, did they do like a, a marketing internship before they ended up going into a social media community manager role? Right. You know, um, and the thing is too, right. Um, and, and this is maybe more so about the applicants. Don't be a hundred percent hung up on like the title um, and I know this might sound counterintuitive, right? But let me explain. Yeah, talk about the 60% rule. That was actually going to lead uh, right to my next question. Yeah. yeah but, so, six, so, anyway. 60, so like the 60% rule, and this is up for debate. You know, everyone's got their own thing. Like I said, these are my own truths, um, you know, to, to, to each their own. Um, but for the job title, you can be a VP at one company. You know, for example, one of the big companies here in Boston, um, and this is worldwide, is State Street, right? And I got a lot of friends right, yeah. here, right? So you can be a VP, but for that, that might be you're a VP of one particular small department within another company that's a, a huge conglomerate. And that title may not necessarily, might lead you on to think that this person is doing more or even less than what they actually are doing, right? So it's about the roles and the responsibilities. It's about what they're doing on a day-to-day. -day. And, you know, a VP and a 15 person startup might not be the same as a VP of, you know, a fang company, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, or Google. Right. So right. you really want to look into it. Like, what are they doing? What, what are they doing on a day-to-day -day, like that, that, that I am doing? What is it that, what, how can I bring my transferable skills? And this is really huge for everyone that's job seeking. You really have to pay attention to this transferable skills what have i done in the past that could be a good fit for something in the future now a lot right. of people say you know and this is uh when i was doing recruiting in other industries you know they say well trevor you know i i i've never done sales before i i i, I really want to get into a sale job but i've never done sales before well have you worked at a starbucks good point did you did you ever have did you did you did you ever did you have to did you have to uh, uh, work in a fast-paced environment there? Did or you have even to, retail in general or something? They're working at a restaurant. Working at Hertz. Did yeah. You, did, did you have right. to? Over, did you have to overcome objection? Did you have to be versatile? Did you have to work with the team closely? Did you have to report to a manager? Did you have a quota? Yes, yes, yes. Did you look at the job description? What are they asking for in the job description? They're asking for those things. So you've done that, but it might be a different title. Right. Right. So you have to really get back to those transferable skills and going back, um, you know, to what you said about the the 60 percent rule. So a lot of people, I think that they read these job descriptions and you have to understand that sometimes. Right. Clients are trying to. Put out this huge wish list. It's kind of like for Christmas. Right. You know, what, you know, and right. whatever holiday or whatever, you know, but, yeah. for me, you know, I realized that I might ask for a lot, but I'm not going to get every single thing that I ask for, right? Sure. And this is from a job uh, seeker standpoint or, or an employer standpoint. They're going to put out these wish lists and it
find that perfect unicorn, great. But a lot of times they might not be Wait, able to find that, right? But you you want to be make sure what are the things that are going to be paramount and crucial to your success in the role. You know, so look at the must-haves, look at the nice-to-haves, look at the benefit, the bonus, the bonuses. A lot of people read these job descriptions and they say, "Well, you know, Trevor, uh, uh, I got I got five years of experience, and and the job the, the the job they said that they need seven years of experience." But then, you know, I've done everything else, but I'm not going to apply for that role. I think that's I think that you're doing yourself a huge disservice. You're doing yourself wow. a huge disservice. Right. So look at it in the absolutes as well, too. Right. So some people look at this and say, well, on the job description, it says uh, you pr prior experience in leadership or prior experience in management. And then right. you know, people say, well, Trevor, you know, oh, gosh, you know. I'm applying for this big role and, you know, I, I've only managed like three people. I haven't managed a large team. No, they said, do you have experience with management? Right. Yes or no. If it's a yes, that's one. Let's say you have 10, 10, 10, 10 things you're looking for. Yeah. Well, if you can go through that job description and you can say yes six times or higher, I think that that's good enough for you to apply. Don't sell yourself short and don't give up so easily. I think a lot of people are way too easy to give up, right? Yeah. And they're just not they're just not going the extra mile. Why do you think that mean? is? Why do you think a lot of people are too easy to give up or just too hard on themselves? Like, let's say they see a job post. You know, let's say on one end of the spectrum, you have, let's say, the hyper-arrogant, uh, misguided expectations, or let's say even entitled individuals, which I'm sure you've probably met, you know, many times. Look at what I've done. You know, I I deserve this job right now. And I guess yeah. on the flip side, you have people who, let's say, maybe they already have the great skill set, but they kind of talk themselves, you know, out of you know out of the opportunity, so to say. And I'm sure you meet plenty plenty of that. Um, how would you kind of, you know, fine tune some of those situations where, you know, somebody's, let's say, listening to this episode, like, oh, 60% rule. I mean, I kind of get it, but I also like, you know, kind of don't like, how would you kind of like um, coach somebody as a recruiter if they're kind of more on the pessimistic side? Yeah, you know, and that's, that's a great point. You know, um, Adam, I, I think it's, it's coming down to it. And a lot of this and this is for, you know, not just this, but a lot of different things. And this is stuff that I personally use to work on myself, right? You know, it comes down to attitude and a mindset. Yeah. It really does. You know, and you have to be confident, but not cocky, right? right. And you have to understand as well, too, right? Uh, a lot of people, and this is something that I, I think I read it like the, a New York Times article or something like that. Everyone can go into a... Uh, an interview and everyone has a reason about why they're a good fit for the role. Everyone yeah. can do that. Everyone loves to talk about their strengths. And I hate using this word because technically for me, it's negative, right? But no one really focuses on your weaknesses. And I feel sure. like what we do is no one really has that heart to heart to say, you know, uh. what, what am I not going to be good at? You know, no one does a, no one does a failure resume. Our weakness resume. Everyone always talks about when you won, when you won, when you won. But for me, you can learn a lot more about yourself and as an individual from when you lost. Yeah. When you did not win. What is it that held you back? Why didn't you win? 
what can you do better next time? I don't look at anything, honestly, and that's just me. I don't look at anything as a loss because for me, you know, the next time around, you know, and I think this, I don't, I think it was like Tyrion. You, just take it as data. you know, let's say if you miss the mark, you don't take it as a loss. You take it in his input. Yeah. So to say. And it was yeah. uh, so me, man. I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a Game of Thrones fan. So Tyrion Lannister. Okay, here we go. All right. He said, <laughs> he said, you know, when you when you're when you start over, you're not starting from you know from nowhere from failure, right? You're starting from a place of experience now, or something of that right. nature. So it's a similar kind of analogy, right? Like, yeah, you're not starting completely over again. You're coming from experience this time. What did you learn? And and hopefully you learned something because if you didn't learn something, sometimes life will just make you do that. You're going to keep making the same mistakes over and over again. And that's what a lot of people are doing as job seekers, right? Uh, it's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over right. again, expecting a different result, right? So, you know, for me, one of the things that I was doing, it's like, okay, I'm not getting the response that I like. Is it, is it that I'm not being realistic with where my strengths are? Am I not playing to my strengths? Am I not making the right connections? What could I, I, I'm always thinking about what could I, what could I be doing better instead of right. just being so complacent and just thinking that like, okay, well I applied to, you know, 10 jobs this week and that's enough. I, I, I did everything I could do. I applied right. to the jobs. No one's calling me. I give up. And that's not the way that you can uh -huh. be in this space. Right. You know, yeah. you have to be extremely systematic and going back to kind of going into with a strategy. I was, I was, I got to a point where I was so neurotic that I would keep an Excel spreadsheet of every job I applied to when I applied to that job. Was it nighttime? Was it daytime? Was it the oh. weekend? What day did I apply to those jobs? Were the, was there a particular time where I was getting back responses? It, it, like, when would I get, when was I getting responses from those employers? When was That's I getting, idea to do actually? <laughs> when was I getting rejections? Yeah. When was, I getting, when was I getting interview requests? You know, so like you have to go through and you have to be ultra, um, like I don't even know the word, man. But it's just like you have to like that's doing something out of the box. It's thinking differently, and you have right. to keep doing those kind of things. It's going to separate yourself from the rest, right? Um, maybe. You know, what you might want to do, and this is a little tip for folks, right, is if you have Outlook or any other kind of email provider or whatever the case, you know, internet service provider, right? Um, I think we were talking about this earlier. Right, yeah. You know, have a bunch of jobs ready to go. Have everything set up. Have your your your, your resume. Um, and we'll get to resumes in a second as well, too. Yeah. But, um, you know, maybe start sending out those job those those job applications on a time on like on, on a timed uh send so you right. can have, you can do all of your work on a sunday but then what you want to do is you send the email but you put on a timer on so that it doesn't send it out until like 4 a.m in the morning so that monday morning lo and behold all the recruiters come back and they log into their applicant tracking system and then your resume is probably going to be more at the top of the pile than the bottom of the pile Good and yeah you know, for me um, and recruiting and other and other industries, high volume roles, I'm going to I'm going to drop a little truth bomb for folks. Right. All right. A lot of times. It might not have to do with how good you are with the how how perfect of a fit you are. It could be just about timing. So let's say you're one recruiter. Right. And especially for a lot of companies, uh, 
you know, that are in a startup phase or smaller, wherever they are, right? Maybe right. you might be one recruiter. Um, and I recall when there was a time when I was working in healthcare um, for one of the top, top, you know, hospitals in the country, in the world. For me, I was responsible for a hundred different jobs and they call them requirements in the biz. And each one of those jobs, I might have a hundred applicants a day. Wow. So for me, right, how am I physically going to go through a thousand, 10,000 resumes? So quite frankly, a lot of times what it came down to was I would probably go to the top, the most top 20 positions just from the, from the most recent people that applied. And I would try to find the best fit in those top 20, make the phone calls, connect with the people that I felt that were the best fit. And then try to get the process going, try to set up, you know, screening calls, then get them yeah. to my you know, hiring manager, then have the interviews go. And if those people didn't work, then I would come back and go to the next 20. Right. So you might have been the best fit for the position, but just by, by timing, by, by luck, you were at the bottom of the pile. And that has wow. nothing to do with you. You could have been the best candidate out there. But a lot of people say, oh, you know, Trevor, I applied to that job a month ago. Did you see the job posted again? Yes. Did you follow up with the company? Follow up, yeah. No. Was did you try did you try to apply? You know, look at the job numbers. And this is also some some insider recruiting stuff. Like look at the particular job number. Yeah. That company might be hiring 15 admins. They might be hiring 15 admins in different departments. It could be a marketing manager. It could be anything, right? What if it was the marketing manager for the finance department or the marketing right. for, you know, new product development or anything, right? You know, you might have a skill set that could be applicable to different areas in the company or different sectors, right? So yeah. you have to un kind of understand if you have that ability to make a connection, sometimes I, I get it. It's hard because a lot of times, you know, you might have that automated response, you know, I'm not a good fit for the position. You didn't really actually make a connection with someone internally in the organization. And this goes back to networking. So if you do have a connection, it's way more beneficial for you because you can kind of get the, the understanding of the inner workings of what's going on there internally. Now, this is why as a part of your tool set and this so-called battle to get into the space, right? Right. You want to build a relationship with a recruiter, right? You want to build a relationship with someone that can be there to give you a different set of eyes and ears, someone that's going to be an expert in the industry, someone that's going to understand the trends, someone, you know, like myself and my team. Like troops can, on the ground, so to say, you need those yeah. type of connections. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I this is, and this, and this has happened, right? We've gotten placements with organizations because we were able to sell them on the person's potential and their passion. And all of the amazing things that they're doing outside of maybe so-called their professional role, right? Wow. You know, for you, you're doing podcasts, you're doing live streams, you're doing connections, you're doing all these different <laughs> things, right? You know, and you got some other stuff going on too, right? That is going to make you stand apart. That oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Right? You're not, you're not the average applicant because you're, you're, you're actively doing it. Right. You're not you're not just sitting there and waiting. You're doing it. You're going out and doing it. So, you know, a lot of people, I just don't think that they're they're doing it enough. Are they are, are they feel as if that like it should just be a given 
right? And that kind of goes right. back to the whole part about like being humble and someone having to reinvent yourself, right? You know, right. Um, are you willing to go into a company or maybe take a position that you know you might feel is a little bit junior from a skill standpoint, or you know, or whatever it may be, right? So that you know you can get your foot in the door, work for an industry that you will absolutely love, and then prove your worth, and then get a promotion in a month or two or three or six or whatever. Yeah. Right. So, what what what's your objective? What's your goal? You know, and and be That's and write point. those things down. Is are you trying to find a job for money? And, and one of the things that I, I I like to do and talk about is like, what's your motivation? What's your pain point, right? Like, why why do you want to, why are you trying to leave a job? Right. And, and a lot of people don't take the time to really think about that, right? So I really like to hone in on those kind of things and understand like, That's good. What, are you, what are your current frustrations in your job? What are the deal breakers? Is it about money for you? Right. Do you have the ability to grow? Do you have autonomy? Are you at a, are you, have you reached a glass ceiling? Some of these do deeper you, questions, yeah. Do you like the culture? What do you, what do you like about the culture? What are some wow. things that you don't like about the culture? It's all about open-ended questions too. Like anyone can say, do you like your job? Nope. Okay, cool. Checklist. Right. How much money do you want? 50,000. Okay. Checklist. And just a lot of people, I feel like they just do that. And it's just like, you know, you're, you're going through this robotic, right? Yeah. You know, get a little deeper than that. You know, yeah. have, have those conversations with your friends, families, loved ones, significant others, right? Like, right. Is, is what's your time worth? A lot of the positions in the in the crypto way putting it. What's your time worth? Yeah, it's remote, right? You're it's remote. So for me, I would I mean, I would maybe give up a thousand, two, three, five, ten. I don't know some other people. If you have the ability, and I learned this during the pandemic, uh, when this first kicked off, right? Yeah, I start I started to get back like an hour or two or three hours in my commute every day. And I yeah. realized, said, wait a second, three times five, that's 15 hours just in a week, 15 times five, time. that's, that's 60 hours. So like almost a week and a half of my time, my life was just going to commuting. Yeah. For what? What, like, at the end of the day, what, what was I doing it for? I was actually losing more money in the commute Good process. Point. You know, I used to be going around in downtown Boston, hanging out. It's like super sunny. Oh, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, let's go out for a few drinks. Oh, let's have a you know, <laughs> right. let's go out for lunch. Uh, go here. Let's go there. Let's go. This. And like little things like that don't add. Like, you don't think about it, but it adds up. Right. And like, yeah. like, oh, that's 200 a week, 300 a week, 400 a week. And doing little things that you don't even really think about. Right. So, you know, maybe you might get a position where you're taking a little bit of a haircut. But from a salary standpoint, but now this new company, you're going to be able to love what you do. You're going to be able to work from home. You're going to have the potential to really grow with an organization that you believe in, that believes yeah. in you. You know, you might work for a crypto company where they might give you 2% equity in a company. They might be worth a million now, but what if they become a unicorn? It's true. So Absolutely. now is that $10,000 pay cut that you took, is that really the end all be all? If in 10 years, now you're sitting on something that's worth $50 million? Right. And it seems like in the process, you kind of get your time back and your health back too. You know, I can only, I, I'm sure if it was 
calculated. I'm sure if some metrics were generated for this, you know, you probably take a little bit of a beating on your body just from commuting alone, just from sitting in the car, or even if you're taking public transportation, you know, you're still exhausting yourself in the process. Yeah. I mean, some people like, you know, like I'm not knocking it right to tease their own, but for me, you know, I had that, that, that realization of what worked, what yeah. worked for me. Right. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm very much, um, you know, um, an extrovert, introvert, you know, I love, I love to get out. I love to make connections. I love to do you know, meet with people, but I, I found a different way of doing it, right. A different, a different Avenue. Right. So that goes back to the whole, um, recreating yourself and readjusting and, and, and finding out what's most important to you. And I think, you know, what really kind of helped me, and this is going to probably help a lot of other people when they're going through the interview process. Don't, don't, don't BS yourself. <laughs> and you right. know what I mean? Like, don't, don't just say that like, oh yeah, you know, for me, like I couldn't see myself doing anything where, you know, it required me to be extremely like clerical or like, you know, or, or, or anything. Like I said, right. that's going back to like my, my, like, my not so good thing, not my weakness, but things that I could work on, right? So yeah, like it's I not did, stimulating enough or it's just too monotonous or something, right? Anything, anything, yeah. right? So a lot of people go into this and like they're so eager to gun-ho to get into the space. Right. But like what they're doing is they're fundamentally going against the things that really, that they care about or that are, that would typically be deal breakers. Like if, these are things that people under under any under circumstance, if they were like had a billion dollars, they would never say they would do it. But because of for whatever reason, it could be financial. It could be any of these other things. Right. It could just be that you're in a crappy situation at work and you're just like, I got to get out of here. I'm, yeah. I, I'm just I just need to get out. I need to find any job, anything. Yeah. Right. I think you can do yourself a huge disservice because, yeah, in the short term, that might fly. But later on, right. you're not being true to yourself. And you're not being true to the organization that you're trying to join. You're not being true to your teammates, you, you know, and, and then what's wow. the worst kind of lie that you can do is lying to yourself and trying to psych yourself up and amp yourself up and say that you're going to do these things that you, you know, in your heart, you're not. So, right. Like wow. try to like yeah. tap into your heart, man. And like override your mind sometimes, you know, go with like your gut. If it doesn't feel right, maybe it's not right. You know, if you don't have that like warm and fuzzy feeling, then don't do it. Like, so if wow. you were trying, if you were trying to, and this is with some analogy and a lot of these analogies, man, I don't, I honestly don't even know where I picked them up from, but imagine, imagine if you were trying to buy a new place, right? Yeah. So Adam, you're looking for new real estate. So I say, Hey Adam, you need a new place, right? What do you say? Yeah. I'm looking for a few things. The market okay. is, uh, you know, looking good right now. Just want to see what's out there. All right, cool. I got a place right now, so let's just sign the deal. Um, I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna, I need your safety deposit, and we're good to go, right? Yeah. Okay. So, let's, I mean, what, yeah. when would you ever do that in real life? Right. Yeah. I see. But yeah. a lot of people, but a lot of people do that when it comes to the job search. They're not asking questions. Right. They're just going off of it and just saying, "I'll take anything." But would you really do that? Like, just because it maybe looks like a good opportunity, but it's just not in alignment with who they are. Not in alignment with who they are or what they are looking for. So, you know, I would do 
some some questions there. I would say, okay, you know, is do I need public transportation? Do do right. I does it need do do I care about the school system of the town? Is it is is there is there is there a a, a a washer dryer in the house? Will I have to go walk five miles with my with a bag full of clothes? Or you know, do I have that ability in my house? Do I have a vehicle? Is there parking? Right. Is there street right. parking? How much is that street parking going to cost? Is there like is there in house garage? Right. Yeah. So we do this for everything else in our lives where there's a was a big decision. <laughs> but when it right. comes to searching for a job. People are just so easy to just accept anything or just to go against their morals and their beliefs just because they want that yes right now. You know, like I said, it comes back to timing, man. Like it might not be that, you know, you're not the right fit or a bad fit. It could just be that the company might not be ready for you or the company, yeah. may not, they might be going through things or they may need to build out the core of their team before they're able to bring you on for what you're trying to do. Are they not far along enough? Right. So you gotta, you gotta stop taking things so personal. Right. And, 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 and learn from it and ask questions. Well said. Continuously yeah. ask questions, man. Yeah. There's just so much, you know, out of our control just at any given moment. And it's just so much we don't know. So it, it seems like for job seekers, just best to keep an open, open mind, you know, reserve judgment for now because you really don't know what, what the hell is going to happen anyway, you know, ultimately. And I was going to say on the flip side, because we've talked about, you know, some of the things that, you know, job seekers in general may, may be missing the mark on. So as far as successful placements, what are some examples, obviously without naming names of you know mm -hmm. individuals and companies, where you've seen great interviews plus the great resume and then great execution? Yeah, yeah. Uh... Some of the best, um, and this is just for, for in general, I think it's 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 going back to finding out all as many variables as you possibly can, right? You know, uh, yes, you need to know is this particular role going to align with your financial goals, right? You know, yeah. yes, you're gonna need to know those kind of things. Is it um gonna work with your commute or where you need to live or all those kind of things right the benefits the health care all those kind of things right but some of the most successful type of placements that i've had and in, in, in partners that i work with is just that that open communication i think that communication is huge um and sometimes you know from whatever side from from whatever party or where you are in the process that it's sometimes overlooked the importance of communication and, you know, I don't, yes, you can sometimes over communicate, but, you know, I think that there needs to be that healthy level of communication between, you know, if you are working with a recruiter, right, to have those yeah. honest heart to hearts and real conversations, right? Yeah. You know, this is what happened before. I really need to avoid this kind of situation, right? right. You know, or this is why I'm looking because, you know, I'm not happy with not being able to voice my opinions or I feel that, you know, I can bring great value to the team and I've been overlooked a million times. You know what I mean? So yeah. really going back to those type of things and being honest, you know, with the person that's trying to work with you and being honest with yourself, you know, when you're having those conversations um, with recruiters, right. You know, ask them questions. You know, don't be afraid to just kind of take things at face value, 
Right. One of the things that um, people do when they're interviewing, they think that it's 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 all about the company interviewing them. <laughs> you should be equally. Right. You should be doing as you you should be asking them as many questions or interviewing the organization. Right. Like kind of going back to that thing. Like this is your home. Right. This is your potentially your new home that you may spend six months, a year, two years, five years. Who knows? It might be the last place that you work. It might be the place that you want to retire. Right. It's the same analogy. Would you just accept any apartment? Right. Would you just sign the contract on anything? No, oh, you're going to have questions. You're going to have concerns. Doing? You know, you're going to want to maybe know who the prior tenant was, like all these things, you know. Why, why, the, head, yeah. why is the position open? Right. I've seen I've I've seen this job posted for three months. What's going on? You know, Mister Mister yeah. Mrs. Hiring Manager, you know, our interviewer E, our interviewer. You know, this is the crypto space. Right. You've been doing this for five years. You got a great background. Why are you staying here? Interesting. Why Why, why yeah. wouldn't you go work for a, a big competitor? Well, the reason is because we have a close knit team here. We're doing some great things. Great camaraderie. Uh, mutual respect. Everyone has a great shared vision. I couldn't see yeah. myself working anywhere else. I know that, you know, if I needed to take my kids to soccer practice, that it's not going right. to be If I needed to call out sick, I can let them know. If I needed to right. take personal time, I can take personal time. You know, if I'm going through something, I can actually talk about it and be real. Like, these are things that matter now. And I think oh, that yeah. to do that is this new age that we're living in. And I think that, you know, during the pandemic that it really uncovered a lot of these things, right? And people are Oh yeah. People are, 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 are taking that stuff to heart. They are. Wow. That is, uh, that is wonderfully put and kind of moving off of that. Could you tell us all a little bit more about the crypto recruiters, this company that you're with, and could you touch upon maybe the, uh, Boston blockchain startup scene? Cause I kind of think it's a dark horse. I think it's very mm -hmm. overlooked. And, you know, for my research, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on up in Boston, but it doesn't get the attention. Let's say, Miami does, or maybe even, you know, other parts of the country do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the crypto recruiters, man, gosh, we are a tight knit group. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's so awesome to, like I said, be able to work with people that are all, we all have the same vision, right? Our yeah. end goal is to help as many people and good people, right? Find the kind of job or our, our, our position where, you know, you can have the feeling that I have, right? I don't ever wake up in the morning and be like, oh, like I got to do this. Right. You know yeah. I mean? like, it's not what, so crushing, you know? What, what, yeah. With, with yeah. any kind of position, yeah. There, are there going to be aspects of it that may you may not love to do? Right. Of course. But that's a part of anything, right? You know, like at the end of the day, the pros outweigh the cons by leaps and bounds, right? Yeah. And we're able to have that open communication. Um what you know some of the things that I, I think that's really makes us different and it goes back to that relationship building uh and keeping in touch with people right trying to you sure. know re-establish those true relationships uh you know roll out the red service right you know be honest be truthful if we don't have right. good feedback try to share it when you can right let the person yeah. know what's going on um and you know we're compassionate we understand that we're still in a business of people right yeah Everyone has things going on. Everyone does from both sides, right? But we understand that, you know, we are trying to do the best we possibly can 
to put people in the best situation for success. And we are selective about who we work with, right? We don't want to work with a bunch of companies that are just out there for a cash grab or they have no intention right. ever or, or ever really, um, you know, staying there for longevity or they're just trying to have a rug pull or it's just something nefarious or some shady company yeah. organization. Or, you know, if we talk to someone there, right, that's working for the company and they say, wow, you know, this the hiring managers or the management, they treat us like crap. They could, this company right. could reach out to us and they could say, you know what, we're going to give you guys a million dollars to make a placement. We don't want it. We don't want that kind of business. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's a reflection of who we are as an organization, right? So we point. care, we, we, we care about the people that we work with. Um, we will, you know, go to bat for you as much as we possibly can. And, you know, we're not just thinking about one particular position. Um, like I said before, it's about the right fit. It's about the right opportunity, right? And we're trying to put people in, in places where they're going to love, man. This is an exciting industry. Um, it's it's super fast paced. And the thing about it as well, too, that makes it different, right, than a lot of other firms out there is that this is the only this is the, all we do. All we do right. is blockchain and crypto. And there's a million different things under the sun in this space, right? You know, whether it be DeFi or, you know, NFTs or the metaverse or, you know, more on the regulatory and compliance side, on the legal side, on the marketing side, on the traditional, um, you know, finance to DeFi space. It could be, you know, crypto exchanges. It can be wallets. It can be various protocols. You know, we're covering all of the spaces. But like I said before, it's systematic and we're, um, you know, partnering with these organizations because we have the ability and the, the bandwidth to find great talent, foster those relationships, and then put the people that we work with in the best situation for success, Adam. Wow, that's, uh, that's wonderfully put, I have to say. And um, you know, as far as, I guess as far as like hiring practices and, and whatnot, from the company side, what are some of the things that make companies very attractive, like blockchain and crypto companies? What are what are particular particular traits and attributes that make them very attractive to job seekers? Because I'm sure like even, even on the client side, let's say, or let's say, you know, from where you're standing as a recruiter, I'm mm. sure there's probably some actors or some entities that come along and you're thinking, is it a good idea to try to, you know, place people in this company? Would this, would this potentially have some sort of, would this potentially backfire on us at some point? at mm. some point like i'm sure maybe there has to be obviously without naming names but i'm sure maybe some of those thoughts may have crossed your mind with like um you know certain entities out there so i'm wondering what are the good things that blockchain and crypto companies are doing that makes you think let's take them on let's yeah. make them a client let's put our best foot forward with them yeah i think it's the the leadership um yeah. you know we, we do a really good job and we're, we're very keen on who we are going to partner with because in a sense, right, and this is a two-way approach, we're a representation of the company and a rep the company that we represent are a representation of us. Now, right. there are going to be things that are out of our control, right? You know, sometimes, you know, there may be an internal candidate that we didn't know about and right. we have to, you know, give the bad news to someone that like, Hey, we, I know we, I know that we had an interview scheduled. Unfortunately, right. I just learned last minute that, you know, they went a different direction. Let's, you know, I, I'm going to give it to you, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I think that's what it is, but it's from the leadership standpoint, what their vision is, what's the potential in the organization and are they trying to do the right thing? 
right? right. You know, and right. be and being realistic and you know, understanding, I think it's all about transparency. Hmm. I think that's a huge one, Adam, is the organization that we're working with and vice versa and the client that we're working with, it's about transparency. And when you're yeah. a job seeker, when you're working with a recruiter or whether you're doing it on your own or whether you're networking or any of these other things, it's about transparency and, yeah. and, and being truthful and not trying to like pull the rug over anyone's eyes, right? So if there are things, you know, when we're having, um, you know, business development calls or sales calls and we're thinking about potentially bringing on a client, like if we have a conversation with them and like they're giving us like a really cold, harsh feeling and like yeah. they're, they're like not respecting our time or like not giving us feedback or things like this, like that doesn't right. resonate with us. That's not that's not what that's not our core beliefs and our core values, right? That's not yeah, that might just be writing on the wall as far as future dealings and interactions. Right. So that's not yeah. something that if you know if if we don't feel good and have that warm and fuzzy feeling about the way that they're treating us just from a business standpoint of potentially hiring someone for the team, how, how would they eventually treat that employee? That's a very good point. So if, yeah. they're, if they're, if they're, you know, mean and just vindictive or whatever, what, what throw whatever, you know, word out there that you want. If we don't, if it doesn't feel good to us, we just would never put ourselves or put the, 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 you know, candidates that we're trying to represent in a position for failure. Like I said before, you know, there's a million things that can happen. Sometimes things change, right? And you have to understand that. And I think from a job seeker standpoint is that you have to understand that as well too, right? Yeah. Is that, you know, things may change and there might be things out of your control and, you, you know, you can't change that, right? You know, so it's the whole Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee anatomy. Like, you want to be oh, like a bottle of water, right? You know, no matter what happens. Uh, bringing up one of my personal heroes, Bruce Lee. Yeah, be like water. <laughs> stay still, man. Like, yeah. you, know, you can't control that. If someone shook you up, you can't control that. But you can right. you can choose to remain patient, calm, or you can blow up and, and erupt and get upset and mad. But at the end of the day, what is that going to do? Right. What is that going to do for you? Or, you know, screaming at the high man, or, you know, this, this happened, or this you got that doesn't do anything for you if anything it's just taking your energy from where it should be it's just going right. in the right direction finding your path and like i said before i can look back at this right now through my career and you know there were some places that were great fits and others that weren't but at, at, sure. at the time it, it, it could have been either the organization the company or it could have been me it could have been things that i was going through personally I might not have been in the right mindset and I could have been doing a disservice to an organization by trying to stay there or fit myself into, you know, a, a square wow, yeah. if, it was, if it was a round hole. Right. So like, yeah, yeah. To think about that both, at it, yeah. both, both sides. Right. You know, um, be truthful to yourself. And, you know, I'm in a place right now where I love because I've been able to go back and learn about those things and be truthful to myself and not, you know, make these, unreasonable expectations you can have high expectations but like i said right. before you know being unreasonable and be unrealistic and not being true to who you are i think right. that's just not going to be a recipe for uh success in the space and when you know you have so many options from an employer standpoint you know right. it comes down to being you it comes down to being real it comes down to being authentic it comes down to being passionate 
That's one of the huge things that people talk about. And, you know, a lot of the job descriptions that our clients are looking for, right, is if you don't have that actual experience of working in crypto and blockchain, what are you doing outside of it? Are you, Very good points. Yeah, that's you, right. Do, are you a are you an enthusiast? What are you doing? Are you posting up articles? Are you you know are you are you tweeting or yeah, absolutely. You know, are you are you in a Discord group? Are you are are you joining? Are, are you are you proactively reaching out to companies that are in the blockchain and crypto space that you think that you might want to work in and trying to build a relationship with someone internally? Are you doing that? So like a right. lot of people, I think that they have to at, look in this, look themselves in the mirror and ask them, ask themselves those difficult questions and be okay and be like, you know what? No, I'm not doing that. Right. Maybe I might need to do that. Right. And, you know, yeah. kind of like, you know, being unorthodox and thinking outside of the box. Like for me, like I was saying like that whole thing when I was taking Excel spreadsheets and trying to analyze, you know, when I was sending out what job I did, you know. You, you need to act like you need to know what you know, right, as well, too. The last thing you would want to happen is that you're applying for 100 different positions and then you finally get that call. Right. You finally get the call. And then you're just like, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, right, why right. Job, why do you want this job? Uh, uh, because, I, you know, uh, <laughs> and you're stumbling, right? Like, you, right, you don't right. know what you're doing. Like, you didn't do your research and you're just coming up with answers that everyone else comes up with. You know, like, don't do all the hard work. And then when you finally get the, the, the chance, not be prepared. Very good right. Point. So it's about preparedness as well, too. Wow, that is that is beautifully put, I'll have to say, like all this. And, you know, in fact, it seems like, you know, some of the takeaways would be you really can't underestimate the value of your kind of your gut instinct or like a gut check. And it seems as hard as it is, perhaps we all need to take that first step and really coldly and objectively look, what am I terrible at? What can I build on? What are some of, the, let's say, the disadvantages or weakness or vulnerabilities, either in my soft or hard skills, that I can really develop? Because, you know, like you said, you know, doing the same thing over and over again is just pure insanity. It's going to get you the same results, same frustration, same, you know, um, headaches and all that. And especially in such a new space, you can't underestimate the value of operating and thinking outside of the box like you said people that are participating in discord channels you know people that are going that one extra mile maybe it's in terms of like an internship or an externship you know the follow-up with these companies after you interview with them even if you don't get the job and like you said yeah. the timing could just not be right for them they could be in the middle of something which you know you don't have any idea about in fact you know 99 of people are not going to have any idea about so you know listen trevor i have to say it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show today and by the way i want to have you back on again in a yeah. few months and this time let's have the companies in the hot seat not necessarily in the most negative way but some companies are moving onto the blockchain or moving into the blockchain space faster than others and by the mm. way some are actually moving on and others not so much whatsoever so there's many questions out there i get them sometimes so my colleagues from either individuals or companies how do i get into this space where do I start? How, as an employer, how should I look at candidates and what should I be, you know, looking at? So I think for another episode, 
it would be great to have you back on again. Yeah. And we can kind of like, you know, navigate those waters and really deep dive into, you know, maybe some like constructive criticism and perhaps advice for companies who want to get into that space. Because I would imagine, especially in your position, you probably hear from companies all the time. We want to get into the block spain, blo excuse me, blockchain space for what we're doing, but we don't know where to start. Who do we look for? What part of the team do we build first? So, you know, that would probably be a great conversation just to dedicate an entire episode. Yeah. To. So, yeah. you know, listen, you know, I'll, uh, you know, listen, I'll definitely follow up with you today. But listen, Trevor, thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, yeah, very enlightening for me. I'm already getting DMs from plenty of people, you know, uh, thanking, you know, thanking you for coming on uh, to this episode and explaining yeah. some of these things. Because a lot of people, you know, they don't want to be left behind. They want to jump into this space and see where they fit in. Yeah, and I, I would say lastly, you know, in closing notes here, um, what I can do as well too, let me um, let me send you some information here. Folks want to sure. contact me um, here. Just one second. Yeah, yeah, take your time. I'm going to give you my email here. The top right there, that's my email address, and then that's my LinkedIn profile as well too. Um, but what I would say to folks is, you know, ending this, don't underestimate the power of networking in any capacity. Yeah. Don't ever underestimate that, right? And yeah, going back to doing your own research, right? Everyone can go online and look at the first headline of the of, of the about section in a company. Everyone's right. doing that. Everyone's doing that. Please be different. You know, if you got the chance to reach out directly to a company, there are times where, you know, I advise people to go, go to the company website. If you don't see a job that's posted, there might be an area that says, you know, find out who the, is it, is it, you know, about company X at blah, find a right. contact, send them a message. Hey, yeah done tons of research in your company, really excited about your product roadmap, where you're going. I, I think that what you're doing is really cool in the space. I've been an advocate of the space. I've been doing X, Y, Z. I've been doing my own research. I'm invested in the product. I'm a firm believer in your company. Uh, I have a background in this. I would love the opportunity to have a conversation with you, whether you're hiring or not. And in yeah. fact, I'm willing to come on board and help out in any capacity, because I am such a firm believer in your mission and your organization, and it aligns and completely resonates with me. Are you open to me volunteering for you for an Solid, hour? Uh, email right there, actually. <laughs> Are you open to me doing? I am. I am so into this company that I would do work for free. And for me, it's not even doing work for free because it's something that I believe in, and I feel that I can add value to you, and vice versa. I'm willing to do anything and everything. Yeah to be a part of what you're doing. I've seen that, you know, I know that you're, you know, you got this, uh, your, your protocol is going to be doing, you know, going to 2.0 version in a couple of months. I think that's super cool. I've been doing X, Y, Z. So like, like that, right. Try to oh. find, um, try to find a lot of time as well too. Right. So you'll go to a LinkedIn profile and like the yeah. CEO or some person that like this of influence or power, um, they may have a, a Twitter account. Or they may have right. a Discord channel, right? Go in there and join that. And go and don't go in there, you know, and this is something that I learned the hard way. I love I love my folks on, on Discord and crypto. 
But the yeah. last thing that you want to do is just go in and just start spewing that like, hey, I need a job or I'm looking for a job or whatever right. it is going to be, right? Like, I mean, some of the best success that I've had for networking events before in the past and when I was working, um, you know, like biotech and pharma and, and other industries is that I would go to a networking event sometimes three and four times and I wouldn't, I wouldn't even hand out my, my business card. I just go there and be a student of the of the industry. I'd go there and talk to people right, about yeah. things that I did research on. Oh, well, that's, I, you know, oh, you're a chemist, you're, 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 you know, you're, you're in you know, um, regulation compliance. I think it's really cool what's going on in the space. It's melting I've, into the room. I've, I've read some research. I've done this, done that. I think it's really cool. Oh, yeah, I, I love that, you know, you guys are really pushing the space, uh, whatever the case may be. Second, third time around. They'd be like, oh, Trevor, um, so like, wh where do you work? What kind of chemist are you? Or what, what are you doing? Oh, I'm actually, no, no, I'm, I'm a recruiter. And they're like, wait, what? Like, you actually, <laughs> you actually get it. You care. Like, you care. So let me go and introduce you to every single person that you're looking for. You're I didn't have to. They want, you know, the subject matter. Because I cared. Yeah. But the, the, the core of it is I cared. I cared yeah. about what they were doing. I cared about the success of the industry. I cared about the space. So. When people are trying to get into crypto, crypto is not a trend, right? I, I think that people need to get that out of their mind. Yep. Crypto is not just some fly by night type of thing. It's cool. Yeah, there's a million cool things, right? But like, this is a mindset, man. This is this is like this is like a lifestyle. Like you got you you have to be fully in it. You you, you have to be fully in it. You have to put in the time. You have to do the Absolutely. research. You have to you have to do the things that are hard, right? And um, closing out as well too is just for anyone that is um, applying to positions. And I know this is frustrating because I've had to do it myself. But a lot of times, people, you know, are hesitant to modify their their resume to fit the job description. And I don't want anyone to ever think that you know I'm. I want you to be misleading or not truthful. You want to, you know, do what you say you do on your resume, but there are a million things that we do in a day in and day out, right? You right. know, so if the position is a little bit more focused and, you, and you've done three things, but the position that you're applying for is a little bit more focused towards sales, hmm. yeah. then what you want to do is highlight the things in your career that have shown you being successful in a capacity of sales. Right. Right. Look at the job description. And if the job description is explicitly saying, you know, we need someone with, you know, SQL experience, you know, and if you're doing SQL or you're a database engineer or whatever. Right. Right. Well, don't don't just assume that the person on the other end might know exactly what you do or can know to the degree right. of how you're doing your job. So. I think what a lot of people do is that they allow the person on the other end to paint the picture for them. So for oh, me, yeah. Adam, what do you have in your sky? If you were to paint a picture of your sky, what would you have in your sky? My sky? Oh, some blue, some clouds, the sun, you know, that's how things I would like that, right? Yeah, so things me, like that, yeah. For me, my idea of the sky, I might have a moon. I might have clouds. Oh, yeah. I might have yeah. a bird. I might have an airplane. So 
you know, what your sky is may not be my sky and vice versa. But the only way that we can get down to that and determining if it's going to be a line and a match is by asking those questions. Right. So don't let the other person paint your sky for you. You know, like if, that. You, yeah. if you are looking for a position, don't assume that the person is going to understand or I mean, how could they? understand everything that you may be qualified for, really skilled for. So sometimes you might have to be overly explicit, right? You know, and right. put exactly in your resume, exactly the verbiage that is used in the job description, because someone on the other end, they may not be technical, right? You know what? Sure. Sometimes like, it, you know, when I first heard it, I didn't know like that BTC meant Bitcoin. And maybe you might have it on your resume, or maybe you might put an obscure name for a technology or a program that people sure. in your business would obviously know that, yeah, duh, if I can do this, this coding is going to make me qualified for this. But as a recruiter or someone in the admin or HR, or the manager, what if they were in the job for one day? What if they didn't know about the industry? And they're yeah. literally looking at a job description and doing what's called a highlighter test. And a highlighter yeah. test is taking your job description comparing it to your resume and highlighting everything that they're looking at the job description. Does it match? How aligned are these things? A lot of applicant tracking systems have a certain kind of criteria of how many words need to be in the resume before it even goes through and gets passed on to a recruiter. So you wow. could be doing yourself a huge disservice by just assuming that, oh, like, of course I'm a product manager. Duh, I need to know the product roadmap. Duh, I need to know about this. Or if right. I'm in marketing, of course I can. Of course I can do slides. Of course yeah. I'm, I'm proficient on social media. If the job description is saying I need a social media expert that's qualified in Discord, Twitter, Telegram, and Facebook, hello, I am proficient in Discord, Telegram, right. Twitter, and Facebook. You know what I mean? So there's a million things. To, I mean, we could <laughs> talk for hours about this stuff. There's a lot, um, but you know, I this hope is this all is good been, to know. Great to I know. I hope this has been actually. valuable. Uh, information yeah. for the job seekers out there that are trying to get into this space. Uh, you know, I provided my information there. You can check yes. out you know, my I'll, real, I'll uh, post it in the comments section too. Yep. Adam's uh, information, you know, but what I would say is for the folks out there that are really serious about this, uh, you know, connect with me, right? Connect with my organization. Reach out to us. Go to Trevor. Uh, we're, we're always there to help you. we got a really dedicated team that really cares um, about what we do. And, you know, what you see is what you get. This is how I am when I have conversations with the people that I'm working with. Uh, and all of us are that way. Right. So um, do that and, you know, think outside of the box, be different, you know, and you, you're going to have people like us go to work for you, but don't, don't depend on just someone else to, 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 to have your destiny. Right. What, what are you doing? What else are you doing? Right. So what are you doing that's different from everyone else? And I'll, I'll, I'll leave it on this. If there was a clone of you out there that looked exactly like you, that had all the same on paper, all the same sure. skill sets, did every single thing that you did. If there was a clone of their out, out there of you, how are you going to beat your clone? That's a, that's a very, very good point. And I like the way you conceptualize all this. And I would say to anybody, Trevor has a deep wealth of knowledge in a recruiting in general. But also recruiting and blockchain, and recruiting and blockchain. So, um, I would I would behoove anybody to reach out to him if you are sincerely interested in coming into this space because it is new and there's still lots of uh, nuance and gray areas that um, people need to know if they're sincere 
in in coming into the space. And you know, overall, listen, Trevor's right. What you see is what you get with him. You know, I've had many interactions, many conversations, many phone calls with him already. He is a solid guy. So um, I would say this: please reach out to him, and he will tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, but what you definitely need to hear. And you know, because he cares. Yeah. And you know. To be honest, what you need to hear is often the antidote for uh, what you need to do. So, no doubt, no doubt. Trevor, this has been an extremely enlightening episode. Thank You've you. You've effectively created a roadmap to go about this process, and you use a lot of great parallels, comparisons, allegories. So, like, you've really kind of put good, like, imagery and context to all this. And I have to say, I learned a tremendous amount just from this uh, single yeah. episode alone. So I'm very much looking forward to um, our follow-up episode indeed, together. Indeed. So I'll be posting up your information in the awesome. comments section. And also for anybody, if you're looking um, if you're looking to also have me do an introduction on your behalf too, uh, to Trevor, uh, I'd be more than happy to. So I would tell anybody out there, feel free to uh, DM me if that's how you want to go about it. Yeah, go contact, for it, man. Contact Trevor directly. And, you know, one of the things about this space, it's a community. Right, it people is. that are really blockchain, it's a community. Uh, utilize each other. Um, lean on each other. Yeah, you know, lean, lean on each other. You know, we're, we're going to make this, and we're going to succeed in this space by playing on each other. Right, and everyone's going to have some kind of skill or talent or ability. Right, you know, utilize, yeah. utilize, utilize, and don't underestimate the power of networking. Um, and like you know, like you were saying, right, you know, you got to come up with a strategy. You have to come up with a roadmap. You wouldn't go into any other kind of game. I mean, you wouldn't go into you know a final exam if you were a college right. student without ever studying for that subject matter. You know, yeah. would you do that? So like we do yeah. a lot of these things that are somewhat counterintuitive, you know, that we would do on any other circumstance. But when it comes to searching for jobs, we just feel like it's just not the same way. And I think that people need to really kind of think about this a little bit differently, man. But this is awesome, Adam. I really appreciate your time and respect you both good, sir. And, um, you know, let's definitely do this again, all right? Yeah, I'll talk to you later. All right, take care. Bye. Hey, you too. Bye.